Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey there, mad dogs, crazy cats, and foxy ladies. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 everybody. How you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, comedian Billy Presida. And uh, if you're new to this program, this is the podcast where every week I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, sexuality, and love. However, this week's guest is not one of my former flames. This week, I've got on, ooh, such a treat, such a delight, uh, the very funny, the very talented, uh, a veteran in the biz, comedian James Mattern, everyone. And I can't wait to tell you more about him in a little bit, but first... I want to say congrats to Emma on your new exclusive loving relationship boyfriend. Yeah. Emma wrote into the show earlier this year. She was uh, only re- she had recently lost her virginity in her like mid to late 20s. And she was w- concerned. She was wondering if guys were going to have an issue with her sexual inexperience. And I'm really happy that uh, she found a guy. I met her in Louisville at the Midwest Fest. She's awesome. And so, uh, so congrats to you, girl, Mazel. And I want to do another shout out to me. Last week, I, uh, I wished, I hoped, I prayed to the podcast and fantasy football gods for a stat correction after my bullshit point three point loss. And, uh, I got it. Yeah. I think it was like Latavius Murray did not have the yardage we thought he had. And I, uh, pulled ahead, took that down. And then this week, yeah, I demolished, I straight up ransacked snuggle fuck. There was, there was zero snuggling during this fuck. I was not gentle. I was not kind. When I demolished them by 73 points, snuggle fuck is run by a couple. I'm pretty sure they're swingers. And I don't think they have ever been mutually fucked this hard. Then when Lamar Miller just destroyed for 30 plus points. Woo, thank you, Miami and your new head coaching system. I'm, uh, I'm recording this on Tuesday morning, uh, the morning after my seven-year anniversary doing comedy. It was nice. It was, I realized I've been doing stand-up for my entire adult life, essentially. I mean, seven years is nothing. It is In the realm of comedy, seven years is still like a toddler. But just I know so many people who have funny people and, and not funny people who have quit. I know people who have died trying to get out of open mics and i'm happy to still be here folks so that was really cool i mean i got to spend my comedy birthday on stage someone i was hanging out at the grizzly pair someone threw me up i got to close out the show and then i got to hang out with my best friend in comedy my friend nick callis super funny dude it was a nice way to kick off a new year doing what i love so thank thank you all who listen who watch who show up to shows it's uh, very much appreciated uh, you know what else helps out <laughs> with the drive is weird shows. Uh, last week I did this show. It was a sex storytelling show. It's run by Jefferson. He was on this uh, podcast. He's episode 16. Jefferson runs a sex storytelling show. I was the featured storyteller. I get to the venue. It's this bar downtown. And when I got there, they told me that in the downstairs portion of the bar, at the same time as the show, there was a dungeon fetish sex party going on <laughs> can't make this shit up that's just 
apparently my life now. Uh, and you know what the gross part about this was? The admission was $6. Yeah. Uh, sex parties normally have like a raised admission. Just like it's a natural filtration process. Kind of weeds out the undesirables. Just like 50, 60 bucks even will kind of keep someone you wouldn't want at a sex party from going. But like a homeless man could panhandle six bucks in an hour. Not even. Some dude's just showing up just all dirty and whatnot. He's like, oh, well, here's my six bucks. Here, can you take my coat? Sorry about all the dust. I haven't lived inside of a domicile since 2004. Look, call me classist. But homeless man stench is kind of a turnoff for me at the orgy. All right. And I said this, I told the I told the audience, I opened up with just acknowledging this odd fact. And they all looked at me like they've always gone to to shows that had sex parties underneath it. They looked at me very strange. One girl yelled out, Hey, homeless people deserve love too. You ableist pig. I was like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, ma'am. Have have you had sex with a homeless man? And she went, uh, and I was like, ha, see, see right there. Go fuck off before you want to yell at me. Go do your part and go bang a homeless man before you want to talk to me about classism and ableism. Okay? Do your part for the impoverished, okay? Give a handy to the needy. All right? Go blow someone less fortunate than you are. Let the hungry eat your pussy is what I'm trying to say, people. So strange, so strange. So uh, it is officially fat times for me, people. Holy shit. Um, Billy's made some boo-boos. As a lot of you know, uh, I, I've been on and off Weight Watchers for like three and a half years. And then I recently cut ties with the organization maybe like six months ago. And it has not been good. <laughs> You know, a breakup is bad if you can just like measure it in pounds. Like I feel over it, but I guess my body's like, no, still stuff things in your face and stuff things in my face. I have. So I've, I saw a scary number on the scale. Um, and so we're going to restart doing some dieting people. I'm not excited about it. Uh, I'm going to restart on Thursday because that's my preferred weigh in day of the week. It's like right before the weekend. So right before you're going to have a cheat day, but after the week, most of the weekdays where, you know, you can kind of salvage any damage done over the weekend. I mean, the reason I even ever got on Weight Watchers, cause look, I'm not fat. I'm not like a big guy. I know this. I'm just trying to get the type of body where like, you don't have to have a good personality. I didn't even realize I was like showing any weight gain, any signs of weight gain until recently. I had a couple of wake up calls. I had a, I had two. I was webcamming with a girl who I, we have like a sexy webcam relationship at this point where we just do that. And she said at one point, she's like, oh man, I just, you turn me on so much. You have the exact body type I'm so into. And me not knowing that I do not have like abs or like the V cut, uh, I was like, uh, oh, what uh, what do you mean by that? And she just answered with two words, dad bod. Ladies, dad bod does not make me feel sexy. Dude, you know how you don't want guys to like comment on your body because we might mess up and comment on like the wrong thing? 
yeah, girls don't do that either. Stick to like nice pecs, nice arms, pretty blue eyes. Cause dad bod's not a turn on this other girl. I hooked up with, um, earlier this month. I'm like, Oh my, I'm telling her, I'm like, Oh my God, I love your tits are great. You've got these great legs and, um, such a pretty face. And then she goes to me like, yeah, no, I just love like, you know, you've got, you've got, you've got this belly and you've got boobs. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 Stop, 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 stop. Don't that's uh, uh, no earmuffs. No, we do not say Billy has boobs. I have pecs that are not the tightest at the moment, but we do not say boo ladies. You never, never in the history of men has nice tits been a compliment. That's never going to be a good idea. Don't do it really bad. <laughs> that's, She's like, why are you soft? I was like, I don't know. Maybe it's because you just said I had boobs. It's not a good look. It's okay. I got her back. I just went, you know, I love how you just have, you wear these stretch marks like you don't even care. And normally that would be a jerk thing, but I'm just trying to level the playing field of insecurities at the moment. The reason I had uh, started Weight Watchers in the first place was because um, four years ago, I gained some weight after college graduation. And then I hooked up with this like, NYU freshman, super hot. And then we hook up. And then afterwards, I text her and said, we should do that again. That was really fun. She goes, yeah, totally. Hey, by the way, if you lost like 15 pounds, that would be cool with me. Yeah, what a bitch, right? Who says that? I understand if you say that, like when you're saying, when you're trying to reject somebody in a bitchy way. You know, but she's saying like, yeah, we can hook up, but I'd prefer if there was less carbon attached to you when you arrived. Like if there, if you were less matter, that would be more preferable than your current physical state. So I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not fooling anyone anymore. And I, I joined up on Weight Watchers, dropped 33 pounds, and I, you know, fluctuated, but I've, I've been feeling good. But I have, uh, I guess I am not fooling anyone anymore. So we're going to get back on the diet and train. You're going to hear cranky Billy sometimes if I haven't had enough carbs. So I apologize in advance. But I am going to have one last blowout. I'm going to go to tomorrow on Wednesday or today, if you're listening to it on Wednesday. I'm going to IHOP. I'm going to have one last blowout because I never get to fucking have IHOP. Because when like I'm dieting, there's really no responsible way to eat IHOP. In a, ma- in a manner in which I want to. And then when I haven't been dieting, I couldn't find anyone to go to IHOP with me. So fuck it, I'm going. I don't care if it's alone. I'm going to IHOP on 14th Street tonight. And I am getting me like some chocolate chip pancakes, getting some bacon, and I'm not going to give a fuck. And I will wake up and we're going we're gonna to fix some things. Uh, hey, I'll put this open call. Anyone in New York City, if you want to join me, at IHOP, October, Wednesday, October 28th, if you're listening to this on the day it releases, uh, I don't know, probably like 9 or 10 o'clock, it'll be the IHOP on 14th Street, uh, email me, manhorpod at gmail.com, tweet at me, and, uh, and we'll, we'll link up. <laughs> so last week, we had a, what I thought was a great and awesome, uh, informative episode about asexuality. Head on Bauer, who runs asexual meetup groups here in New York City. And we discussed that. We discussed demisexuals. We discussed grays. We, we talked about labels a lot. 
I also threw in my uh, my thoughts on this whole labeling culture that's going on in the intro. I didn't even want to debate labels when I booked her. I actually really did genuinely want to learn about asexuals because I don't have any ace friends. I don't know anyone who's uh, asexual. I So I was like, oh, let's do that. That would be an interesting episode. I had no idea that all of these other subsets were underneath the ace umbrella. So when she arrived, naturally, we labels became a, a topic of discussion. And I have a really unpopular opinion when it comes to that. And the asexuals, the de- the demis are angry. The aces are mad. The grays are kind of indifferent. But here's what here's what pissed me off. I'm fine if people want to be angry with me, if they want to write bad things about me. That's fine. They're not really my audience. But I do have a fucking big problem with this. One of them transcribed an entire the entire episode and put it on a Google Doc and was sharing it around that way's they could share the episode with each other without contributing to the download numbers. That's what their their goal was. And that's stealing. That's copyright infringement. I don't care how you want to talk shit about me, but you got to play by the rules. You can't commit libel. You can't infringe on my copyright. You can't steal my content. That was annoying. And I'm dealing with like Google Docs and Tumblr and shit to get that removed. But here's the other part. They wouldn't, they wouldn't put my name in the Google Doc because they didn't want people to find me on Twitter easily and engage in, with me. Um, they wouldn't put the full name of the podcast in there. They didn't seek my permission, but they did include the link to the iTunes store so that people could leave negative reviews about me, even though they admittedly have not listened to the podcast. They haven't listened to my show. Uh, so people out there leaving me one-star reviews just because... And that's a pet peeve of mine. I'm fine with getting one-star reviews, but you got to earn that. You have to listen and then say, I don't like this. Don't tell me you think the show's shitty if you've never listened to it. That's bullshit. Uh, I mean, I got one. You can, and you can tell that the people leaving the bad reviews haven't listened to the show because they're dumb things like this. Uh, this is boring and uninspired. Five-star reviews are obviously fake. What? I'm going to waste my time finding people to leave fake reviews for me on iTunes. I got better shit to do. Clearly you guys don't because you're just going to go flood my my iTunes store page with, with negative nonsense. Well, another one goes, he relies on crude humor to fill out his episodes and seems to vastly overcompensate his man whore image. He talks about his vast sexuality so much, I have to seriously question if anything he says is actually real. Again, I've had over 60, what, like 60-something women on this podcast talking about the times that we've hooked up together. Wait, I just hire a bunch of voice actresses to come and make shit up? That's nonsense. Isn't that ludicrous? One of these, one of these reviews just goes on to say, this persona has been done before, and it wasn't all that funny when the man show did it 15 years ago. And I was offended but not because of me. I was offended that they insulted the man show. Don't you dare. I know it, it, it got flack, but that was a fun show for me to watch as a kid. Jimmy Kimmel and I'm Carolla were great. What are you talking about? Listen, girls in bikinis jumping on trampolines was like my very first masturbatory fodder. Don't, insu- don't you dare insult that. 
But I guess thank you if you're trying to compare me to the Man Show, even though I do not find the personas to be uh, all that similar. But it goes to show that they haven't even listened to the show. So here's where I need you, and this is free. I understand if you can't contribute to the Patreon or buy a T-shirt, times are tough. But this costs you nothing but maybe 60 to 100 seconds of your time. I need you now more than ever to go to the iTunes store page and leave me an honest review, an honest reading. So enough negativity. Let's move on to something positive. This week I've got James Mattern on the podcast. Yes, um, James is a very, very funny stand-up comedian. Uh, I've known him for as long as he's been in New York City. He was doing comedy out in Vegas at first. He, he, he showed up. He looked like Las Vegas. You know, like if Las Vegas was transformed into a human being who then went to do stand-up comedy, he's what the, it would have looked like. <laughs> but he's great. He's a sweetheart. He's fucking hilarious. Um, he's always got an interesting love life about him. And I wanted to share him with you people. I was on his podcast uh, last year called Lust for Life. Uh, had a good time there. I think the episode is titled Bring on the Man Whore. Um, super cool dude, and I can't wait for you to hear him. The dude has got like wise words of wisdom. Oh, man, a lot of gems in here. Get your notebooks and notepads out because he's got some, uh, some things to remember. So uh, I love him. You're going to love him, too. I uh, hope you enjoy my episode with James Mattern. Are you ready for the Unleashed Tour, where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment? Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex Podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex-positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary-pushing acts, Shameless Sex Style. Ever heard of the Slurpee Stick Shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some Dirty Talk Improv or Brat Taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year. Doctor, doctor, please. Oh, it does sound so clean. Yeah. It's good sound for you? Sounds delightful. Yeah. Champion. So is it a soft? Or do you, are you going to do like a, a cold open to introduce me? Do we have to do all the, the oh, I nonsense? Do, I do like an intro thing separate. Yeah. I'm sorry I haven't listened. I'm so backed up Dude, on Grantland Podcast <laughs> to catch up. Oh, no, man. It's fine. I don't, I'm surprised whenever. I don't listen to any comics podcasts. It's too many. It's too much I can't me. do it. And if I know you, it just ruins it. Exactly. It's it like ruins I got it. WTF. I got Pete Holmes. I got Dan Savage. It's really all I need. That's all you need, Bubba's. I think I got some sex. I got the silly comic. And I got the the frustrated one who I'm going to grow up to be. I think. You'll never be Mark Maron. I mean. Not a chance. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? You're going to end up being Mark Maron. You're going to end up being bitter. You're not bitter, baby. I, I'm, I'm Do you think he was happy as you years ago when he was your age? Not a chance. <laughs> he was that guy at your age. Dude, I'm picking fights for no reason. Dude, I picked a fight this morning 
with this chick who I went on this amazing date with two weeks ago. Yes. Phenomenal date. And then uh, tried to meet up, but then she says, like, I am, I think I'm going to start seeing this other guy, story of my life, you know, in another time, different place. I was like, fine, that's cool. And then I go back on Tinder in the last two days. She's been on it multiple times. So I decided, like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to call her out on this. Don't give me this nice bullshit. That's not Mark Marin. That's being a human. What? That's defending yourself. I don't know. Well, I do that. And then she's like, actually, I matched with an old friend from camp and we were exchanging numbers to have dinner and catch up. Don't text me again. I was like, oops, that was a mistake. All right. you maybe we shouldn't have been watching. Who cares? People are going to come in and out of your life the whole time. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> They're not running out of people. Like when I used, before I ever got any girls, my pops knew he wasn't going to be around. My grandpa, uh, some, a real Yoda moment, my friend. And he, he basically was like, you know, they're, they're still making them. You, you're going to, oh, this one you're really hung up on, guess what? She'll be gone. There'll be another one just as good looking, just as entertaining, just as good soul or good natured or bad soul, if that's what you're attracted to. Yeah. They're making them. There's no epidemic at any hospital. Breaking news into the local broadcast oh my goodness there hasn't been a good looking baby in 20 years there, there hasn't been is anyone saying there's good looking babies though no, like, but just, oh, this, gonna, this one's gonna be a hottie when she gets older well they're coming out deformed and, and everyone's coming out like a mongoloid and with six <laughs> eyes and mutants like there's still it's a factory life is a factory you're going to find plenty oh that's thank it. you that's I'm, it. That's, that's what I, I'm I, convincing myself of that after the uh, <laughs> off the off the air shit you told me, even though I, I'm good with it anyway. Yeah, well, you're always fucking complicated. I mean, like, oh, I'll never know. not be complicated. That, and that's why I'm negative. looking to you. I'm looking to see what to avoid. All right, then like, let's don't don't date comedians. That's like been the main thing I've noticed. Here's what's crazy: uh, knowing you for like what 50 years, I've known you now 20. Yeah, yeah, 50 years. You're 11 years old. You do not. <laughs> um, you know me for a while, my friend. Um. I date comedians, okay? I shouldn't, but that's who I work with. Just like when you wait tables, you shouldn't hook up with waitresses. You do. <laughs> it's, it's there, and you have common ground, and it's too much effort for the others. I refuse to do an online dating. So everyone really? I hook up with is either at a show, on the show, um, serves drinks at the show, the even though I've cut that out. At the show. I've cut that. Ooh, you for, yeah. Ooh. Ooh a tech. Would you right, fuck a tech guy? Is that what yes, I'm gonna bang a tech guy. <laughs> That's my next one. I'm gonna go there. I don't yeah, think show I'm me those levels. Yeah, I don't think I'm that far on the scale where it would be the tech guy, my friend, on the uh, the Kinsey. I don't think uh, so. I think I'm a solid one. I don't think I can climb to the three. I failed the Kinsey test. How do you fail the Kinsey? What does I that didn't mean? Know you could. What does <laughs> fail mean? It's zero to six. I went on a date, and then she jokingly was like, let's do the Kinsey thing. And I answered the questions honestly. And then it said, basically, we don't know what the f- – either you lied or we don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. What do you mean? <laughs> I swear you to God. You took it online? I swear, like the official Kinsey website, and it said I failed, meaning either I answered something incorrectly or they don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> wait, wait. What did you? What could you have answered? The confused for people. It's very odd. People listening to your show obviously a, know the Kinsey scale. Yeah, I no, think okay. I was a little too comfortable with my sexuality, but didn't want to suck a dick at all. I think that's what confused them. Yeah, but there's levels to that. That's what I thought, but no, they they gave me your a comfort, fail. Your comfort in the part that, <laughs> like, you could say that men are attractive and stuff like that. You say yeah. you said stuff I mean, like, like that, like, but you don't want to have sex with them. Right to the point that like I've been around a lot of other dicks and like never felt the need to want to touch one then that's a then you're like a one that's what i thought but it said failed 
Check it again right it now. Hilarious. Pull out your computer. What else are we doing? Let's go. No, no, but it's uh, yeah, the Kinsey scale weird, man. I like I like that. Um, you're always very inquisitive about the the parties and shit that I do. You go. I mean, I'm going. I apparently, like, I'm going to be going to these again. You were you were like, hey, man, I, can you bring me as a plus one? Come on. Yeah, I think when I talked to you about that, it that was, was like uh, right after my breakup, and it was like, okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah, I was doing I'm, your I was doing your your now deceased show the podcast is deceased yeah that one is i have a new one coming we can <laughs> and, plug it later and you were, i'm sure you no were, one cares yeah <laughs> and you were uh you were ranting about how the chick broke your heart whichever one it was this time yeah um and then <laughs> god damn you're gonna get me in so much trouble i think yeah because it's hard for me to li- i don't lie <laughs> yeah. and it's hard for me to not be honest about stuff on my mind or things that come up it's very difficult that's what i love about you man um we have talked since she's a good girl who knows I'll leave it like that. She's a good girl. Yes. Um, she, hormones, let's just say uh, hormones played a factor in that. Wait, was she pregnant? No, but other other things. Okay. Okay. Fuck, let's just scrap this episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm all a mess on the train. You're a mess. <laughs> it's been a horrible day. They didn't give me my wheat toast for my breakfast. That fucked me up. All right. And so I've been, it's just been downhill ever since, Bubba's. That starts your day off bad. Yeah, my day at three o'clock. Whatever. So, uh, your fans are gonna hate me. I'm coming off as a wrestling. No, heel. they hate Andrew Schultz, who I love. Oh, without a but question. They, yes, they did not enjoy that. He challenged Ronda. <laughs> he challenged Ronda Rousey. Who's he'd lose in eight seconds? Huh? He'd lose in eight seconds. That's what I try to say. He was like, "Not a chance. No Is he out fucking of his skull? way. He's not trained in martial arts. <laughs> He's like, what's she five two? One shot knockout. I was like, Andrew, he wouldn't on land out. one. <laughs> He couldn't land a punch. Okay, get your computer out. Do the Kinsey. I'll FaceTime Andrew. Let's make this a pure uh, schmaz of a podcast. Uh, well, well, wait. So you said you're going to be going to sex parties again soon? No, I might be asking you again. Or I you might know. be asking. I don't soon? think I, I want to be that guy anymore. I, I I go through like months of of Bukowski shit. Okay. And it's fun for then, and then it's like. Um, then I kind I don't want to say I want to get wifed up, but I kind of want to just like focus on one and then focus on work at the same time. And sometimes um, getting into being a quote unquote playboy gets in the way of everything else. And it's just that becomes your job. Yeah. Like, who am I hooking up with now? How little sleep am I getting? It's it's tiring. It's exhausting. When is this hangover going to end? I should go home tonight. Nope. I have to go get more pussy. There'll just be another cuts. hangover tomorrow. I don't know. It becomes a sport for you're kill. You end up like hunting for sport and not hunting for necessity, right? And it still has its times, and I'm sure I'm going to do more runs like that. But I kind of slowed down towards the end of the summer, and I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And who knows? But then I think about being with one girl, and it scares the fuck out of me. And then I'm like, oh, then another girl will smile at me, and I'll want to go back to that. So the grass is always greener. I mean, I am wired like a like a high school girl. And if that offends people, that's fine. I'm sure high school men are kind of like that too, but I think high school girls are a little wishy-washy from what I understand. Yeah, how so? How so? Yeah. Like you don't know this metaphor that I'm saying, but Dude, high school girls were I just wanted to be friends with me. I know nothing about I wasn't hooking up then either, for Christ's sakes. Wait, when did you come into your own? I, f- I just felt like you were this crazy guy for the last like, you know. Oh, I've been a crazy guy you are. for a long time, but I haven't been a crazy You're guy. I got laid for that long. Virginity at 21. Really? Yeah. Um, 
I'd say somewhere in my 30s in New York, I started hooking up. And in the last few years, things have been okay. Where people might think I'm, my reputation is, I think my reputation is probably better than what it actually is for like hooking up and that. But I've done okay. For a mook from Vegas who had no tooth from age 8 to 14, who um, when he moved to New York had long hair full of split ends, did not shower, was dirty as can be, looked you like were. a homeless co- cop. <laughs> And, I mean, for me, I mean, this is such a victory. Every time I'm sad about a girl or something's fucked up, I look at, like, the heavens, which I don't even know if I believe in, mm. and see my grandpa going, okay, boy, you did okay. You did, who would have thought, huh? Look at you. This is your problem now. Which one you're calling tonight? I get, okay. I get like that, too. It's crazy. Yeah. When you're, when you're like the loser in high school for so long, it's still a not. Anytime a girl wants to hook up with me, it's a novelty. Just because I'm like, <laughs> she wants to fuck me. Isn't that silly? Like, does she know who I it's am? It's crazy. <laughs> it is absolutely crazy that at, at times I feel like I'm in control. Like, anytime I'm in control, it's it's crazy to me. It's like, I should be still pursuing you. Mm. And now I have, like, a really nice girl, good-looking girl, cool girl pursuing me. And it's in, it still boggles me because I'm still that nerd with no tooth who's the weird kid. When do we grow out of that? Because I thought by your age, like, when I'm, like, 70, I get to become... Like a dude who did you just say I'm anymore. seventy, you asshole? <laughs> First of all, I'm thirty-seven, but I work out every day. I think I'm doing okay. Doing right. I am so coming off like a wrestling heel, but it's okay. I've come to grips with that. <laughs> I want to be a wrestling heel right now. My legs are spread wide open on your couch. Yeah, you're basically getting a whole I lot could, of bulge. I could really help you give birth right now. The way you pop it up. up, yeah, pop if it I just up. Go, like hike, 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 give me. Get that baby out and throw it in the end zone, my friend. <laughs> Oh man, it's uh yeah no that's nuts. I want to slow down too. That's why I have this fucking. That's why I started the show because no girl will slow down with me. They're all just like, yeah, let's fuck, let's hook up, but none of them. No, when I'm like, I want dinner, they're like, no. no man, that I dinner. Had a, no girl will get. No girls had dinner with me since like 2010. Get the fuck out of here! Not kidding. Not kidding. See, I don't mind that. In this sense, uh, fuck, it's so tough. You have like a conscious, right? That's why you want to take someone out to dinner. And you want to be normal for a minute. It's rare in this business as comics and as entertainers that you can have a night off. Mm -hmm. Like I uh, I did the math. I've had like three nights off since like July 20th. So um, how am I going to take you to dinner? Mm -hmm. But it's nice like when you have that night off to go and do something. But then because you've been running like that and there is no time to take you to dinner, no one expects you to. But I would just, I want some consistency, you know? Like, I'm tired of... Like, of dating? The whole, like, like constant, like, new chicks, like, who you're gonna, who you're hooking up with tonight, who, uh, imagine the schedule, the iCal. I don't know. It gets exhausting. I kind of want some... I want to know who I'm going home to. Yeah, some consistency would be good. But no, I can't get that, man. I had that a year ago. It was very nice. It must It be. was nice. To have nights off, go eat Polish food. <laughs> delightful. Some intimacy. Like, I just saw The Room today. Which like emotionally drained me. I don't that, know what that it's is. It's that Brie Larson movie where like she's kidnapped by a dude and kept like in this shed for like seven years. And in it, like she and he like goes in, he's raping her. Like Jesus. she had a kid and she raises the kid in the shed. She's got this five year old and it's about the escape and then the aftermath of like being basically held captive for seven years. And and when I'm done, I'm emotionally drained. And I really would have preferred to come home to somebody and like had a good cuddle and a nap. That would have been really nice. But yeah. instead I'm here. With you on my couch. Let's cuddle. <laughs> Let's cuddle. We all need one right now. 
Yeah, I don't know. Man. I didn't know where the hell you were going with that movie. I'm like, how does oh. that make you feel huh. about intimacy <laughs> with someone? What is going on with you? But it's like after seeing a movie like that, I'd like uh, to have somewhere where I can like decompress. Yes. Rather than being alone with cookies. Because that's how I have to do it. Cookies are nice. Um, I find it where I'm with a girl in a relationship and you should be intimate, right? And they want you to show that where you were vulnerable after seeing a movie and i find it very difficult i feel like i have to be on more than when i'm on stage that's probably one of my problems with relationships that is something that still has not left me that a date or chilling quote unquote with a girl i feel i have to kill more than i do on stage because i failed the stakes are higher but i failed horribly forever like, I could always get laughs when I was a kid. My whole life, God bless it. Watch now, I say it. Tonight, my gigs, I'll just bomb and ah. be out of the business. It'd be great. <laughs> I can just go and be a weatherman somewhere, like a Tonopah. <laughs> um, God, I say um a lot for a professional talker. But whatever, I haven't eaten properly whatever. today. The thing is, I was never good with girls. So when I'm with one, it, I, any lull. Anything where I emotional and in my head I was always taught you don't show weakness to a woman. Mm. Anytime I do, even though most women I think it scores well with them to a point, I feel like I'm failing. Or if there's a pause and we don't have something to say, I feel like I'm the one who has to say something. I have to fill in the blanks. Even though human beings like to have silence, even yeah. on like on a podcast and radio, there's no shame in a second of silence because that's just human. But I feel. Oh, it's been 10 seconds. Someone say something. I have to say something cute. Oh, I have to be, I got to be macho. Oh, I got to be flamboyant. I got to say something really awesome. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like, settle down, dummy. Just live your life. Yeah. And you have to remind yourself, like what I just reminded you, if it ends, then it was supposed to end, and you're supposed to go find someone else, and there's plenty. <laughs> they're, pl- they're not running out of human beings to date. They are not. Do you, I, I totally get the want to be on. I feel like I'm at my funniest on a first date that's like when i'm at the height i wish i could record every first date i was on because i was like oh there are so many bits somewhere in it's there. bits don't get that twisted it's you, bits you get date bits chuck Klosterman in sex drugs and cocoa puffs which i th- still think sells that book okay one of his essays i think it might have been the lead one was about dating and he talks about he can get to like a fourth date solid he has material he knows when he's gonna bring up the religion one when he's gonna he i mean he has lines it's like he's reading a script yeah (laughs) and then after like four it becomes real and tightrope we're on the tightrope and now what's going on now we figure out who's really across the the supper table from me right that's pretty intense and i think it's very true and i think like a lot with like a first date you put no pressure on it right it's just like, this could go bad. I hope it goes well. And you yeah. finally convince yourself right before, fuck it. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. Jump out of the boat, swim. Date bits. Date bits. Yeah. Going to the shtick. Yeah. You ask me, uh, oh, were you in a frat in college? I'm like, I have my line for that. If you ask me, you know, where'd you grow up? Like, you have the line. I Because I already know the questions they're going to ask me. Because they're going to ask me the same hacky date questions. Because, I mean, to be innovative on a date is kind of crazy. would scare you. Oh no, that would that would. If you were being eaten by a shark in front my... of your family, what would you do? Like, if a girl said that to you, you're out. You're <laughs> fucking out. You're not even eating the breadstick at the Olive Garden. You're out. Are you kidding me, dude? I had a girl once. Um, 
first time we kissed, we'd known each other for a while, and she's a sweetheart. And uh, she goes, she turns to me, she's like, what, what were you thinking when you kissed me? And like, asked me how long I wanted like to kiss her. And that was just so heavy for me. And I've been cool with her since. I just saw her again, and it was awesome. And she's a sweetheart. Freaked me out. She got drunk. I had to drive her to her apartment. I, <laughs> I tucked her in, and I left. Oh, I jumped a fence. Nice. <laughs> I was stuck in the middle of the desert. My car was still at the other place. I had to have someone travel 45 minutes to come get me because I was freaked out by that. But she's not like a silly person who's going to be like, so, what'd you want to be when you grow up? Nothing. It, she went with real deep, crazy stuff, and I couldn't handle it. I, I could get into it that. It was like, let's slow down. Yeah, you would have loved it. You would have been married di- for 10 it's years. It's different. Even though you, you know? were jailbait then. Oh, I, can't. I don't know. It's just, I like something different because I, I don't know. I get a little cynical at this point because I already, I'm like, oh, you're going to ask me this, and then I say that, and then this is how it ends. I know how this whole date is probably playing out unless you have some sort of weird, crazy answer. So at this point, like if somebody gave me something different, like you know the shark question, I welcome that with open arms. I'd be like, finally, some original material. Original material. Look at you. Like, like the, I don't know. Still a comedian. <laughs> oh, oh, even even in the date world. I mean, my ideal woman is someone who I can like improv with on a date, like someone who's like witty and clever and fun, and we get into like an absurd thread. Oh, bubbas. See, that's great. Oh, bubbas. I don't want some. I don't want have to. Like, no, it's great, it. but it's this is how fucked up we are. We all think it's a Woody Allen movie. When relationships are good, when dating's good, it's a Woody Allen movie. You're just firing off these one-liners that are just poignant and funny and smart and clever, and it feels so good. And then the sex is better with that too. Uh, yeah. It's like really when it's when you have witty banter, you have witty banter sex, which is just amazing. <laughs> but it's barely that. I mean, but we put that because we've seen these movies, we've seen romantic comedies. It fucks up dating. No, but when I comically connect with someone, oh, it's it, that's the best. When it's seamless. it's great. It's when, great. It doesn't stay that way. When it doesn't connect, it's really sad and embarrassing when you're trying to be like, oh, Abort she's, mission. she's going to love this joke, and she's just like, why would you ever say that? I'd be like, oh, okay, this isn't going to work. No, sir. <laughs> nah, man. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's the appeal to me of trying to hook up with or date. I'd prefer to date comics. Like, I got a little comic crush right now. You Good. Know. Let me needle you like you needled me <laughs> off the air, you <laughs> son of a bitch. But I don't even know how I'd go about asking her out. It's that. See, I'm... I want to make sure it's not the one I have. Uh, I have a, I have two more conquests. I don't want to say conquests. Conquest? Two more, no, but just two more. Oh, I want animal. I'm not an animal. I have. A, I've had a wish list. <laughs> what is it, fucking Christmas? No, just people I want to good with. What are you talking about? You stew. <laughs> I hate you. I'm dead inside. <laughs> yeah, no, me too, man. Me too. But I don't even know how I'd go about doing that. I'm not nervous asking a girl out in a situation where I think I got. You get uh, drunk at a party, in, baby, like the rest of us. That's that, how it is, starts. Is that how you Every one it? of them. Right. I think every comic I've gotten with. Let's see. I'm trying to think about the few mm-hmm. comics I've hooked up. I haven't mm-hmm. dated comics, but I've hooked mm-hmm. up with a few. I'll, but it, I want to, like, if I wanted to be like, no, 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 I want to, like, go out. Like, let's, if I want to ask one out on a date, I don't even know how to do that. Because <laughs> if she says no, then I'm just going to have to sit with that. She'll be like, Billy Priscilla asked me out. That's fucking weird. What a whore. If comics that I have been um, I don't, I don't in relationships with. That you probably have in mind. So you probably don't even know her, so it's okay. Whatever, dog. Um, damn this um. I haven't done ums like this in years. Wait, are you nervous with me, man? Come on. Sorry. No, I'm just not woken up yet. Not I'm sorry, up. buddy. I feel bad. The train took forever to get here, and then I had to put out a million fires on the fo- on the phone on the train, and right. just uh, I'm screwed up. I feel you. I should have ate more today. The turkey, bacon, and egg whites without the toast didn't that do the job. Do that will not do the job. I needed the job done, bro. You need real bacon there. 
Why don't you want real bacon? I think they gave me real bacon. Oh? I just, I go to these same places in the, first of all, let's just go side tour. Um, Side tour. New York City service is the worst. And uh, my buddy Giannis Papas, who we're going to have a podcast with, we'll plug that later. Um, We were at a restaurant. I go, the worst thing about New York is the service. He goes, New York service is the best. You go everywhere. No. Because when you go anywhere else, you have to work. You have to be nice to people because you're going to see them again. You might be working for a corporation. You know, you're not working for uh, Uncle Joey's spaghetti shop, which is one the mom and pop, so they don't care. You might be working for the Olive Garden, so they care if you tell the customers to go fuck themselves. It's terrible. But if the food's good, I keep coming back. And in my neighborhood, there's a couple places where the food's great. But you you order lamb, they'll give you spinach sometimes. But the spinach is good, and you remember how good the lamb is, so you go back, and hopefully they give you the lamb next time. And the same with this place with breakfast. The food's great and cheap, so I love it. But sometimes I'll order turkey, bacon, and... And egg whites, and I'll get a bicycle wheel in a fucking bag. But I'll go back because I love it. <laughs> Whatever. So angry, man. What I'm trying to tell you is I miss this girl. You and, miss this girl? I, I, yeah, I was like, this is coming from a different place completely. This is not. <laughs> yes, Bubba's. Go, go on with the question. But I was asking, I was, I was saying, like, I, I don't even know how to go about do you Have all your comedian things been just like you hook, got drunk at a party, okay, yeah. hook up? That's where we're getting it. Let's I was see. like, I don't even girlfriend, know how to this girl out. Girlfriend, we were at a party at a bar. For a comedy show, hooked up in a uh, not a phone booth, a picture booth. Two months later, dating. Yeah. Other one went to a social thing. I used to see at a Thursday nights a in, so- in the Lower East Side. Every Thursday there was a thing, a show. Oh, we're we talking about the cabin. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I just this girl's real pretty. We talked. I walked to the train. I made out with her. Two months later, we're dating. Mm. Other girls, now those are my only like real relationships, but of like steady, like been dating and fucking consistently yeah. for a while. That I can handle because I could probably like accidentally do that at a bar, but I, I don't know. Birthday parties. It's always like a birthday party or some function, dude. It really I is that. going to more birthday parties. Yeah. I did not know there was so much romance and fucking there was going one, on at birthday parties. There was one that was set up Comedian by friends. Comedian birthday por- parties, I mean. Well, that's it. Uh, I've had fellow comedians set me up with someone. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, but she like, just really wants point, to fuck don't, you. Don't you. Okay, already cool. Really know, like you already know each other, right? We kind of knew each other, but it was right. kind of like, yeah, she said she'd fuck you. What do you think of her? I'd fuck her too. Okay, and they put the wheels in motion. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, so are you gonna set me up with someone or what? What's Who going am I gonna on? set up? Who do I hang out with? I don't know. You, see, you hang out with more people than I do. No, no, I'm a, re- a recluse, baby. Okay. I mean, I'm <laughs> the guy. I walk in. I have a good time with people. Yeah. And then you um, shove a shot in front of their face when they're twenty years old and underage. When I have a television <laughs> job, yeah. If I got money, fuck it. Everyone's <laughs> eating and drinking, baby. If the money's coming in, fuck it. Everyone should eat and drink. Yeah. Everyone should have a good time. But uh, when I don't, it's kind of like, okay, I'll take that shot you're buying for me, and I'll keep it loose for an hour, and then I'm gonna go home and just uh, read something. <laughs> Years ago, I had a real bad uh, OCD that is uh, was crazy, and I was really riddled, and it and derailed a relationship. And I was going to therapy, and he was trying to build me back up to get with uh to get me back on the horse with women, right? And he told me, you know, he asked me who I liked, and I brought up a girl, and she was a comic, but she had just broken up with a buddy, not a good friend, but just uh, I felt like I couldn't do it. I felt like I could not. I kept waiting, and I had an opportunity, and I was like, nope, this isn't the right. 
someone else stepped in on that opportunity. They ended up dating for a while. She's completely off limits now. Okay. They're not together anymore, and it ended very bad. And this guy's a better friend than this other guy. And I'm like just inserting names of comics that I know that you know, and I'm just like, but let me do this. Building my own story in my head. The dude <laughs> who <laughs> broke up with her the first time, right? When they right. broke up. And he was the reason I wasn't going to go. I have since fucked someone he has that I think was in a relationship. So <laughs> it all goes full circle bullshit. It's really fun, like, again, to me, casting this in my head of the potential comics. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so incestuous dating yeah. and comedy. It's like 90210. I I, every if time someone I has AIDS, we're all catching it. Oh. Because it's just... Yeah, what, that's the other thing. Fucking comedians I know are the, the biggest violators of this like no condom shit and i have to keep telling like what do you I do condoms crazy? bro yeah i don't understand i learned the hard way yeah i have a buddy learning the hard way too we were at broadway comic club he's like yeah you know i think i got gonorrhea and uh he's like i'm not sure i'm waiting for the results but like i want he's like my urethra is burning i'm like oh. oh i was like and i've been yelling at him for years plural years dude like because he keeps he'll brag about hooking up with chicks after shows and raw dogging them. Raw I'm like, dog. you are out of your fucking mind. Yeah. Years ago, I did a funeral show. It was oh, a show at a funeral. Sorry, sounds like a great. Yeah, at a funeral start. parlor. I was still in the the. Uh, I don't like condoms. They're not comfortable. Blah blah blah. Right. I get this gorgeous girl. Friends of a comedian. Yeah. Gorgeous, total wheelhouse, man. A wheelhouse. Total wheelhouse. What's a wheelhouse? Just what what you're into, what you like, okay. what your wheelhouse is. Um. We have sex. Like you have these like fun Vegas isms. Like no, oh, it's a hu- humanism, sir. I've never heard wheelhouse. We are young, baby. You're I young. love it, but I never heard it. She's gorgeous. Yeah. Go without the condom. Awesome. The next day, I'm itching a little. Now this is the end of summer. Got a little bit of an itchy itch. Okay, maybe it's some rash. I'm leaving for Austin, Texas, in a couple of days. It seems to be getting worse. Mm-hmm. I'm taking pictures at the airport. Sending it to a dear friend, Krista Stefano. I could say this name because yeah, yeah. he was a physical th- therapist, which is kind of a doctor. Yeah, so I all mean, of us would closest to doctor you know for free. He's seen every comedian's cock or close to it because everyone, when they get any <laughs> kind of blemish, thinks they have something. They send it to Chris. I'm how many times does he goes like, Yo, I, how many times do I have to tell you I'm not that kind of doctor? Never says that to me. No, no, I have better friends, baby. <laughs> I didn't even lock the, the bathroom stall on my layover in Detroit. <laughs> A guy almost walks in, and I'm taking a picture of my penis, and you can clearly say it's Chris Stefano. I'm the, it's getting worse while I'm in Austin to the mm. point where I'm torn with the stern guys. I end up in Orange County. We finish our dates. I'm staying an extra couple days with my tour manager and promoter. I'm going to the Chili Peppers on a Sunday, and it's now growing into my armpit. That's some up- serious shit. We, now, did it rise up like is it causing yes. a trail to your armpit? Not a full on trail, but it, that's it's, not an STD. It's that's not an STD. Weird, that's like a house case. But it's one of those things where I'm lying on a couch, and I'm like, "This is the worst thing ever." And you looking up there and you're like, "If you are there, sir, I have learned my lesson, and I'm never doing it again." Mm. The next day, there's a small window of an appointment. He has to drive me two towns over in OC. We go there to this dermatologist. Hottest woman ever working at the counter. He's got this voice like my client. We came in for a gig, leaving the kind of vague. Here I am. I think I have an STD, and we're being open about that. Uh. I need to get looked at, and she's the hottest girl you've ever seen, and she's just working at a counter at a dermatologist in, like, Huntington Beach or whatever, Laguna, 
It's insane. And she's eyeball fucking me. And I think my I think my whole body's about to decay. Oh. We don't go and take the test. I don't have insurance then. She just the doc goes, I don't think it's an STD. I think it's a staph infection, but you should probably wear a condom. You could have syphilis because that's going around. So here's prescriptions for both. You should go get tested downstairs. We got the prescriptions. I look at the guy, go, we're getting the fuck out. Let's get some yeah. lunch. It clears up. But then I think I have syphilis. And at that point, I find street cred with it. I'm like, wait, I did got you, syphilis. Did you, wait, 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 wait. Did you leave the hot receptionist alone? It's- yeah, I, I'm flying back to Kennedy the next day. So? I've got growth in me, but she didn't seem scared of it, which is insane, which means she probably has some. That's probably how she got the job. <laughs> she job. probably got treated there. It's like, I, can't, I can't pay for this, but I could work it off. Yes. Like, like washing dishes. She's probably, got the, she's probably like, oh, you probably got the herp too now, one of us. We don't have to wear rubbers when we do this. And so ever since then, unless it's a girlfriend and she's been tested and all that other good stuff, I don't. I, and I didn't have syphilis. I went and got tested in New York, and they're like, you would still ha- test positive. Right. So it was a skin infection mm. from that girl. Damn. That's some crazy shit. And that was what cleared my head with, with this nonsense macho, I don't need a come. Guess what? I couldn't. And that was back in my day when I couldn't finish. Uh-huh. I, I really couldn't that was finish. That problem? I couldn't finish. Okay. I still have issues at times, depending yeah, on how much you I know, jerk you're off. Starting to re- you're slowly, very slowly approaching an age where it's like it would make more sense. I, I didn't do it most of my, my uh, life. How of late finish? is when I come. It just I, I wouldn't. Not at all. That led to problems. Yes, okay. that led to problems where I it just that helped lead to an OCD and all. And that. you yeah. also, te- I, I, you've talked about fucking like a lot of younger women. You fucked with some women's heads, some twenty year olds who now have a complex. Be like, well, he didn't come. I don't know what did I do. I, I would tell the, <laughs> yeah, not so much that when I started fucking with all these younger girls is when I kind of figured it out. Mm. What was it? Well, I'm jerking off. The, I mean, God bless uh, a fellow comic, Rich Schultz. Is like, you having trouble coming, huh? Why don't you just stop jerking off, bro? No, no, no. Listen to me. Jerking off. Stop it. Okay. So I quit masturbating. And then when I do, it'd be like once or twice a week. And I do it with the left hand. Because I read that, that if you do it with the opposite hand that you are, yeah, it feels more. Your, your hand gets so comfortable. It gets so strong. It's yeah. very hard for a vagina to act like that. There's also the whole death grip syndrome. Yeah. yeah. And so that is what did it. Okay. The other day, I couldn't come with this broad I've, I've been having amazing sex with. And it was just like, oh, I, yeah, I hadn't seen you in a, in a week, so I jerked off a lot. What are you going to do? Got cut off sometimes, baby. So I talked so talk to you, try to f- foresee the problems yeah. in my future. I'm glad to be your Jedi on <laughs> Thanks, this. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Quite gone. Be, fu- be future me. Future. Uh, hey, listen, if I grow up to be uh, as, as funny and talented as you are, you know, I can only hope. And pray. There's a lot yeah. of sarcasm in your eyes and your voice, my Not friend. Not at all. You know I I hold nothing but the highest uh, of good esteem boy. for you. <laughs> you're a good boy. Even if you do change your name to James, which, you know. Which is great. You know, I miss Mad Talk. I do oh, miss. all you guys with that bullshit. <laughs> it's hard to have a friend named Mad Dog for like five years, half a decade, and then be like, yeah, you got to call me James now. It'd be a- yeah. Well, sorry. Sorry that I wanted I to grow as a human and a performer. <laughs> So, that, but that proves that it was a problem and that I needed to change it. Sure. All of this shit proves that it was a problem. Right. But it's like a personality. But did I became a cartoon character to everyone? I was. Hey, that's I, really what it was. I never asked this. Is uh, did that ever carry over into like your sex and dating life? Like, did girls call you Mad Dog? They're still they call you I, James or I have an ex that still has me as Mad Dog on the phone. It's insane. But I'm, like, did, does that carry over to like 
when you were making that switch where, where girls having trouble? Because no. like there was kind of like a personality change to it a I little don't bit. Think so it's still me. No? There's no personality change. No, no, it was still me. You're not like well, Mad Dog in the bedroom. They were like, I mean, that reputation might come around. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, I am crazy in the. I mean, that has been said. <laughs> I've heard that secondhand, and I might have heard it on airways. Let's just say that, yeah. indirectly. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm crazy in the bedroom. I even have like bits about it. I like, I don't really like boring sex. I kind of am into. That also took me years to find out. What, what, what is, what'd you find out? Well, I like getting, you know, roughed up a little. I kind of. You like getting? Roughed oh, it's up fun. Oh. Yeah. I like getting bit and all that shit and smacked. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't need you throwing potatoes at me. No, but a smack here and there is okay. I don't have any hair, but if you can pull if you can find one, pull some. Yeah. I mean I pull hair, I smack asses like a champ. Uh-huh. I shake beds. So you like it rough on both sides of it. I think it's fun. Yeah. I like it rough. I like I like a demanding, I like a leading woman. I don't want to get like hit, but I want to get led. I want her kind of in charge, but without all the crops and whips and shit. The crops. Yeah. Crops like corn and but and no carrots. crops like a riding crop. I didn't know that existed. Oh, that's totally a thing. In the I didn't BDSM know it was called world. that. Oh, the riding crop. Yeah, yeah, it's called a crop. No, oh, it's another talk- thing. I thought you were talking about produce. No, <laughs> no, it's just another thing uh, with which people beat the shit out of each other for the sake of love and kinkiness. So, mm, yeah. well, God bless it. Well, whatever works for people, as long as it's consensual, I think it's great. Well, what what else is uh? So, so I haven't gotten anything like past all that. I don't. I've never done like beads and weirdo shit like that. <laughs> I stuck a finger up a girl's booty once, and that led to a breakup. So there you go. <laughs> That'll you know because I washed my hand after, and I think she was offended that I washed my Wait, hand. Wait, that's what it was. Yeah, it's like this: if you uh-huh. f- you finger my booty, you wear that. You own that scent. It was for the just rest a weird thing. <laughs> Oh, once again, getting myself in trouble. I think my exes listen to all my po- every, anything I'm on. So all of them. I get all kinds of like, why do you say I'm this? I'm just talking like a human. This People, the comedy ex is like a normal ex. They're all kind of comedy. They're Even my kinda, civilian girlfriend used to be in the bit, like used to uh, like work at a place. Okay, but you got to avoid that. Yeah, and my again, you, um, can't, you can't you can't seem to avoid it, dude. Yeah, I don't know. It'd well, be I mean, nice like to- when you're not on Tinder and online and all that shit, I can understand that a bit more yeah because if you're not like distracted with that all the women you're going to come in contact with are going to be in comedy or like the industry but part of me wants to when i do tv jobs get with well it's like let's just grow up and now i'll get with like a producer (laughs) but that's worse shitting where you eat because that's like bigger potatoes like that's a better career like i want to do more television and more movies of the big potatoes james is it are you no, no. I mean, it'd be great. I would love to mess around with like TV women. They're more little. Uh, I don't use the word sophisticated and say like women comedians or not. That's not what I mean. But like, they're work. They're more of a working week. More ambitious in certain ways. Mm-hmm. There's a there's that that's awesome, and they're just. I wouldn't be seeing them in the clubs. Yeah. But there's more damage if that goes bad. Sure. Than just a comic. You got to not that you might have hands. to follow one night. Yeah. You got to keep the hand dirty. I mean, I'm I, 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 you know you hook up with the wrong producer that goes bad and then maybe you never work again sure so that is something to avoid so it's like if i'm going to shit where i eat and with comedy too when they say don't shit where you eat there's so many comedians there's so many gigs do you realize how many times i've worked with these girls with a girl i slept with like on the same bill probably a lot three times maybe when i'm when i'm sleeping with them when i'm dating them whatever swear to god yeah swear to god ex-girlfriend for like a year and a half we worked together like two three times 
I'm surprised. Two, three times. It's insane. Yeah. Sometimes now, when when you're not with them, sometimes the bookings come. Well, are you saying three times is two is a lot? I'm just saying three okay. times seems little, and that's yeah, all that's it's been. That's nothing. Right. That's nothing. That's not really shitting where you eat. That's like shitting where you snack. Snack. Well, they'll be at the shitting same where party. you eat. Really is is like the staff is like the waitresses because uh-huh. I'm going to be working at the club. Most of the clubs I work, I work. Let's just say at worst once a month, uh-huh. and up to like eight. Yeah, maybe ten, depending on the place. So you're seeing them more. That's shitting where you eat. Mm. But, but a lot of these comics, you know, they, unfortunately, this is a topic for another show and another time, it's just one or two girls on a bill mm. every night on a show for the most part. Yeah. So guess what? They're shuffling them. The chances of working with her consistently aren't there. There you go. It's not that bad. But does, does that ever become a thing where like, that's that's something I think about when like two comics or like two actors or something like anyone like in a in that type of field in the entertainment industry, they start like comparing their success to each other and be like, oh well, like so and so got the thing that I was hoping to get, or they got this gig and I can't get that gig. That ever like come to play when you're dating a comic? Yeah, I've always been farther along in that sense, so that is doesn't really happen. But then when you try to console them and tell them, hey, don't worry about it. Mm. It's gonna be okay. I went through this. They kind of, I don't say it. Kind of becomes. I know. Okay, whatever. And they kind of get upset because they know it's being logical, right? But they don't believe you. And also, I mean, with one, I was a girl who's pretty much just doing open mics, mm. and she'd tell me things, and I would just give like that wisdom bullshit, and she'd be like, "Can you talk to me like a boyfriend and not a comic?" And it's like, well. I am both, and this is difficult. That's a great line. It will be great. It's going to be page eight of a script. No. It's just, but what am I going to do? Now, what's the difference there? I feel like the boyfriend response is like, oh, no, babe, you're totally going to make it. It's going to be great. How about get better then? No, but then what do you want me to do? Like, seriously, I'm telling you, this is growing pains. Yeah. Everything you're going through is what we go through. And then at the same time, you also have to walk a fine line between like being a more experienced comic, giving legitimate advice that you'd give to me or anyone else, yeah. and accidentally coming off as patronizing. I think I probably did come off as patronizing. I could see how someone could get mad about that, yeah. Let's see. I, I fucked around with a couple <gasps> comics over the summer. I'm trying to think how Jesus, far Jesus, so many comics. I've, I've hooked up with, <laughs> I think, three, and one of them's barely a comic. Ooh, like, I can't wait for her to figure that out and never talk to you again. Uh, well, we'll see when like she does the podcast whenever I get to California. <laughs> I'm coming with you. Yeah, come your sidekick on this. That's a better role <laughs> for me than a guest. <laughs> no, just be come be my hype man at the orgies. Yeah, yeah, like, boy, hey, yo, coming in here. He's the. I would love to be a hype man yeah. in an orgy. I would, I would love, love to not be in the orgy, and just hype it up. I would love, which would make the girls want to have sex with me more. Yeah, be exactly. The greatest gig ever. I can only handle one barely. Like, and then you can just take all the other ones that are like, yo, that guy was he was funny and he was loud and he crazy. They like the bald look. What a know? nice bald head he has. Just come and give my intro as I walk into the house. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> that could be fun. <laughs> Let me ask you this. This yeah. is going to be weird. Go for it, baby. I think I have diabetes. Can we pause for a second? I go to the bathroom. Yeah, please, please, please. I don't want that on either. It's not. I didn't say the name. Listen to me, baby. No, but I don't even want that. We're discussing this, baby. Because I'm that. pretty good on all of this. But it's, I want to make sure. Okay. You're, you're fine. I have good instincts. You, you do. The only person who's ever had better instincts than me was William John Madden. That was my grandpa who raised me. <laughs> My gut's fucking strong. Yeah? Yeah. I've, I've got no trust in my gut. 
I've made a lot of mistakes. Well, you, but that's okay. Yeah. But that happens. Your gut will be wrong at times. But then there's t- so a lot of those mistakes probably come from you not fully listening to your gut and he hawing around. He hawing around. He hawing around. Sometimes your mistakes come from your head and not your gut, baby. Ah. <laughs> We're taught to be logical. We're taught to use our brain, and sometimes our brain overthinks or misses something. While your gut is your spider sense. Mm. Your gut is the one telling you, wear the condom. Oh, she's probably banging another dude. Oh, this isn't who you really want. You're probably going to break her heart. With that, it's always for me with the condom. If if a chick's willing to bang me without a condom, I have to assume she's willing to bang other dudes without a condom, too. Like, what am I, special? If no she, way. If she, I always thought that. It took me a while. To, I have a show called Man Whore. Yeah. Like, I'm the last one you should be fucking yeah. without a condom, right? Yeah, it <laughs> dawned on me after a while. I was like, this is dangerous. Because if, to her, I'm clean. I know I'm a dirtbag. Yeah. But I'm her clean. I mean, God knows what else she's fucked. Yeah. If I'm clean. Yeah. So, boom. <laughs> it's insane. It, it lights fucking crazy. I don't understand it. But, but we whatever. all then get offended. Like if a girl goes, I usually don't wear a condom with you, I am. You'd be like, what? Huh. I am not the outbreak monkey. But deep down, you're like, I could be. I've done plenty where I could be the outbreak monkey. I just, yeah, I just got tested just to make sure the other day. Although it was in a van and I don't know if I trust the fucking How did you statistics. get tested in a van? <laughs> I walked, I was walking down 14th Street on the corner of 14th and 3rd outside of the CVS or whatever, Dwayne Reed. There was a van and it was doing... STD checks or like general mm, checkups. Sounds good. And it was free. And I don't have health insurance at the moment. Um, baby, you got to get the Obamacare's, baby. <laughs> yeah, but it's like 200 a month for me to like, what, gamble against myself? How, how does that happen? I get it on the arm, baby. I, I don't know. I, I looked at. I don't up. have a real job, technically. I, yeah. I Isn't that know. nice? Nice country, huh? That must be nice. Being a, being a gypsy. <laughs> That's what I am. But I pop in this van and it's just go ahead and get your testing or whatever. I was like, they said they claim this, this the it was uh just as reliable as like going to a doctor. But I don't think a Tinder date is gonna like trust me on that. When I tell her, I'll be like, no, 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 it's fine. The van, the person in the van who I just walked by, it could be certified. It's yeah. a smart move. It's probably fine. Or they stole my blood for something. Who knows? It would be great. Maybe they're cloning me. Ooh, a clone Billy. A clone Billy. Ooh, yeah. he does a clone podcast as your competition. Oh. Uh, awesome. Yeah. And then we could just be sad and cry and watch the room and then hold each other afterwards, decompress. Finished. Done. That would be great. Perfect. <laughs> Love uh, clone Billy. Clone Billy. Would you date yourself? That's a curious thing. Well, I'm not in the men, men's no, parts. Me neither. But at the same time, I'm. I feel like I'm narcissistic enough to be like, yeah, but like, mm, this is... We get attract. I think a lot of people get attracted to the male version. Like girls get attracted to the male them. Mm-hmm. We get attracted to the female us in a sense. And it's like I don't date myself. I'm with myself 24 hours. Yeah. But then maybe it is. Yeah, maybe I do want to be with myself because I'm with myself 24 hours and I'm okay with that. What about this? If you let's say you woke up a woman one day, would you, and then someone else was you like would you? Let's say you were in like a brain swap. You don't know with whom. And then you what a first date question? Would you <laughs> right? I, where's the shark girl? That's who I would ask She's this coming, question baby. to. But would you bang you as a woman, someone else? You wake up a woman, you ran into you though. Think, think you can handle? Would that? I bang I me? Uh, I think I'm an attractive man, but I'm not really attracted <laughs> to men. So it's it's like I'm the one that I look at and go, mm-hmm, okay, because I look at myself. I'm, I I have a decent self image right now. Right. 
with the bald head. I, I like myself. I do feel I'm somewhat okay. So I guess yes, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess I this want... is weird to me. This I... is like the picture in, <laughs> in Back to the Back to Future. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I know my family members are probably melting from this. I guess I just wanted you to leave my apartment uh, confused. Yes, this is confused. Yourself. Well, this is something I've always said. I had a of a a crowd work type bit that I can plug in to different um, areas, right. like regions. It started though based on a true story of an Irish girl living in Manchester. Where okay. well no because sure. what the bit is is like certain areas of the world have women that are wired like dudes and what I say is that they're they're dudes in a hot chick's body like you're and then they're, they're I, sexually aggressive women yeah but no but just as humans as well and so I say fellas like it's basically your best friend all right baby your best mm. friends imagine you wake up and your best friend your best friend that you right. watch ball games and you talk right. shit. To, you talk about women with, you eat steak with, all this. His brain was in a hot chick's body. You're wifed up that moment. Wifed up that moment. Mm. Philadelphia is an area like that. Ireland has got women like that. Uh, most of the state of New Jersey is wired <laughs> like that. Parts of Long Island. Long Island's, but Long Island's kind of like the girl, girls, hot girls with like your enemy's brain put in there. So there really? you go. Yeah. But whatever. But that so that's the thing. And right. then after I say it enough as a joke, but I semi believe it, I had to really like step back and, and analyze it and go, so what if Jimmy's head was in a girl's body? And so I'm still kind of fucking hooking up right. with Jimmy. Yeah. But he looks like a model. Yeah. And then he's I feel kind of weird even saying that right now, my stomach got a little weird. Yeah. But it's making you question yourself. Bro. Yeah, but no. This personality wise, quo. I like that's, that's another thing. I think I might have to, if I ever get wifed up, there's for real, married. This is something I thought about. Okay. This is something that derails me in a relationship. Part of my natural persona and me, my conversations, if it's not about sports or music or, or comedy, women is take so talking about girls, how they drive me nuts, how I want to fuck this girl, how I'm attracted to this girl. All this is such a part of my life. When I'm in a relationship, it kind of has to go away. When I'm when I'm with my girlfriend, I can't talk about other girls I want to fuck. I okay. can't talk about that. So that kind of neuters me a little of who I really am so in conversation. So who you can freely speak this about? I think that would be fun. Because you're not going to go fuck them, right? You just want to talk about If I could talk about it. it. Right. If she was like bisexual, I don't even know if I'd want to have a threesome. Be, she doesn't even have to be bi. She just be someone who's not intimidated by you wanting to fuck other women. Because we're all going to always want to fuck other people. And if she's comfortable with that and knows you're not going yeah. to, then you could freely do it within reason. I've been with jealous broads, and so sure. I couldn't be like, it'd be nice to just go, wow, she could catch it. But I get nervous when I'm in bed with a girl, and she's like, yeah, I'm going to go uh, work with this dude tonight. He's hot. What the fuck, B? Like, I get upset, baby. Ah, see, the double stay. You got to pick one and stay consistent. That's it. Well, no, but, none of, but here's the thing. Yes, on paper, we all should pick one and be consistent. Sure. We're human beings. We're not consistent. That's the problem. The, we all try to have... figure out things. There's no figuring out anything. No, we are all... Flawed gloriously. That is why we're amazing as a species. Oh. We're all flawed. Animals, right? <laughs> all the tigers are the same. They want to eat something. They're going to impregnate something. They want to be the head of the pack or whatever it's called. They're all the same. They're not flawed. And if they're flawed, they just die. Right. You're flawed in a, in a, as a human. You, you, you could live to be 90. 
and and raise more flawed people. Good. That's what it is. We're all because we're all flawed. We're all supposed to be flawed. We're not. There's no perfection. We all we get presented what's right and wrong all the time, right? You're supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. But there's such gray area, and so people go in and out of gray rabbit holes all the time. Think lines get blurred. Sexually dating. We're so confused. We don't know what the fuck dating is. I don't know if I'm dating someone or not. I don't know if I'm just fucking someone. I get a day text after eight straight days of texting. I think I'm in a fucking relationship, but I can't say it. And then she says that we're dating, and then I don't, and we fucking break up. It's happened. We Because we're all flawed. Because we can't be right or wrong. I feel, I feel like I just got caught in like a sophomore college class with a dude like on speed teaching. I just what's became Donahue on? in the 80s. Oh, like, None happening? of your listeners are going to get that reference. <laughs> no. Oh, you'd be surprised how many like older women listen, to, like specifically women like over 40 listen to this Good. show. I, must, it's, like, I need to start surprising. fucking with them. I'll, I've gotten multiple emails from like 50-year-old bras who are like, I'm out banging and I'm happy you're talking Good for about you, it. baby. I'm like, and then they mailed me cookies. Good so for them. Th- thank you again, Mary, for the cookies. It's from Chicago. Mary, baby. You're, you're a female Ric Flair. You're Space Mountain, baby. Oldest ride, longest line, baby. Woo! As long as uh, I can get a churro while I'm waiting, just like churro. Space Mountain. We'll get you a churro. James, thanks for coming on the show. Man. I can't wait to get Appreciate the hate it. emails. Oh, no, nonsense. Like I said, um, Schultz was, like I said, uh, challenging Ronda Rousey to a battle for... <laughs> he would get every tooth knocked out. <laughs> I mean, Here's I think she has a chance against... I, Floyd would beat her. We, but she'd have a she'd have a a, a chance against Floyd, right? Because if she can get out of the way with Floyd, I mean Floyd's the pound for pound best fighter. Okay, since fuck I don't know the seventies, like you know yeah. maybe even Hagler in his prime. Like this guy's insane. Yeah, if she could somehow avoid his punches and can lock him up, he'd have he's not trained in that. Yeah, he's not. She in could that tap him, guy. but he knows how to avoid shit. That's basically why he's kept the belt. I mean, he doesn't right. fight so spectacular every time where you're like, oh, this guy's the fight. He just knows how to win really well. But if he made one mistake and she grabbed him, he's tapping out. Yeah. And that's what I loved about Schultz. And like, he's what? the best boxer <laughs> in 50 years. And that's what I loved about Schultz. just openly challenging. Like, we're talking about sex, uh, sex workers and gender equality and parties and stuff like that. And he just goes like, ah, I, I say, oh, yeah, but come on, man. She could take you. And he's like, not a chance. It's my favorite part of the episode. Where he just challenges Schultz her. heals it up as a comic. <laughs> he's found his role. He's he's that guy with uh he I guess probably a misogynist and I probably I don't know if he'd call himself that. But that's or not. the thing. Why what I loved about him was that he's not he's very pro women. He just has an alternate. He's all about the logic. I think and he lo- comes at it from a different angle. And even when he's wrong, I like the way he got there was a different mode of thinking. Like, for example, he said, well, how we could solve the prostitution thing if every time you did it, like you put down a camera and just said you're recording a porno, boom, like not legal, not legal anymore. Yeah. It's not right. But I was like, ah, that's an interesting way it's to interesting. get there. You know? I think most misogynists really love women. I think that's a misconception. I think they love them so much that it changes their standards. Mm-hmm. It, it, in a way, it's a pedestal and the pedestal's a wrong pedestal. It, it puts too much. Well, because like I love pedi- you so much, you should be this kind of angel. It's a pedestal like you're shackled to. Yes. Yeah. It becomes that. Mm-hmm. In comedy, all the guys l- labeled massages love women. I drink with them. I've chased right, skirt but with not them. All the, they love and worship but women, not, but it also angers them that they love them that much, but not and it all becomes of them a hate. Believe that they are as equal or want to treat them as equally. As I think they should be. I think a lot of these guys get pushed 
See, I've, I've, I've argued this before. Uh-huh. I guess here, let's really get in trouble right as okay, we wrap go up. Go for it. I think guys end up treating women badly uh-huh. because they see it works. Because they love women, and when they're treated nice, they get stepped on. And then I've told this to some girls, and like, I'm not, I'm not like that, and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, if, okay, if you're not like that, and you only like these nice guys, then you are a huge minority. I hate our. I mean, once again, there's no perfection. There's no 100. Mm. percent But what I have learned, one of the reasons guys don't want to show weakness is because when they do, they lose the girl. When they're completely nice, they lose it to some guy who they see as a total tool. Right, so it hardens you. You have to callous yourself. It's a shame. And some guys take it way to the edge. And guess what, though? These guys end up with hot girls. They're always fucking someone. So you, in a way, they come off D-bags. as monsters. They come off as monsters, but it's working for but them. Even- it's, it becomes the Patriots. They're cheating. The they're doing all the wrong things, but they have a fistful of fucking rings. And the repercussions are, are really end up being slaps on the wrist. So why would they change? And why would anyone listening not do that? And that's <laughs> God bless you, my friend. I love you, man. You, you're the best. Um, you want to plug some things? You got your, you have like a ton of podcasts. You're on and off like a bunch. I, I can't keep track. I of have a new one starting. I've, okay. I've been off for a while. Tentatively titled Robo and the Dog. It's probably it's going to be Robo and the Dog and something with sports in it. It's going to be a sports and life show with me and Giannis Papas. Stand Up New York Labs. It'll debut in November at some point. We're just putting it together right now. It's been greenlit. We did a test episode. They want us to be mostly sports. We're fine with that. But we're also... If you don't think Giannis Papas is going to ask me about my sex life and break down... Um, Giannis had this great speech to me. We are guys in our late 30s. Two white dudes or whatever I am. We still don't fully know what I am. In a <laughs> restaurant surrounded by people who just saw the Pope in shirts with the Pope on it here in New York City. And I'm describing this one girl I've been messing around with. And he knows my uh, an, an ex or two of mine. And he, we're grown men. In real life, he turns to me and goes, man, you got to stop fucking with these hoes. Like, how in real life? Like, no irony. It's like, you got you to get yourself a good girl. Stop fucking around with these hoes. This is insane. He's telling you to stop being a hoe. That's his way of saying stop being a hoe. I guess so. I don't know. He thinks I should get back with an ex from years ago that everyone else tells me to. Yeah, Yeah. everyone. She's she's a good girl. She's a great human being. She's great. She's very nice to me. Yeah, I think I like a mean, though. When I told (laughs) him who I was banging, and he goes, oh, she's mean, Bubba's, just how you like them. I like a girl who only cries when she's coming. Like That's (laughs) that's the only kind of girl I like. (laughs) Rub on the dog. Sports and life and madness. Um, and, God bless you. And your other one is a. Uh... I have no other podcast. No, okay. And part of my contract is I can't host anything else. Oh, you guys sign a contract? <sighs> Gotta go independent. Nah, baby. Um, We're gonna get some papers, so we gonna take care right. of this business, baby. Boop, 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 boop. And uh, you on Twitter? Yeah, James L. Mattern, baby. James L. Mattern. Everybody, uh, thanks so much. Go check Thank him out you, on the things. Thank you, my boys. Say, say goodbye to the folks. Good night, folks. I hope you live a good life, baby. I want to sing Pearl Jam lyrics right there. <laughs> I know someday you'll have a beautiful... Like an angel. <laughs> if that angel's getting choked. See, now, don't you feel wiser now listening to him? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I think he had a lot of great gems in there, people. Uh, so go, go show James some love. Go show him love on Twitter at James L. Mattern. That's M-A-T-T-E-R-N. And uh, keep your eyes open for Robo and the Dog, his uh, new upcoming podcast. If it, you know, it, it's with this guy Giannis Papas, another hilarious uh, stand-up comedian. So if it's them two together, I know it's going to be great. I know I'll be listening, and you should too. 
And while you're off uh, trying to find him, make sure you find me on Twitter at TheBillyPresita. Uh, say hello. Use the hashtag ManWhorePodcast and let me know what you think about the show. And uh, if you want to say something in more than 140 characters, you can obviously email me your comments, your questions, and your booby pictures to, e- to ManWhorePod at gmail.com. And uh, once again, people... T-shirts, you've got a mere few days left to get yours. Go to manorpod.com, click the merch banner, get your T-shirts there. Uh, Don't forget to send me your clips, your favorite moments from the show. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you, but have a good time. Have a safe weekend. Go take a Kinsey test. I hope you don't fail it like I did. And uh, stay slutty. (laughs) 